Hello, everyone. This is that, that was my posh voice. What did you think? Um, I don't know how posh it was. Do it again. Hello, everybody. That's much better. Welcome to the Windsor Knot, a royal wedding podcast. Oh, it makes me quite uncomfortable. Imagine if that was my actual voice. It might be for all you know. You sound sort of like one of those, um, you know, people who grow up in Yorkshire, but for some reason, oh, isolate from the rest of Yorkshire, and they're all like super yeah, posh. Unfathomably have posh accents, but they still do hard A's. So. Like when you said podcast, as part of a posh accent, it sounds off. Well, it's, yeah, when I say like grass, grass, it's podcast. Like, anyway, I'm Daniel Cooper. Hello, and this is Joe Scrabble. That's me. Hello. Okay, so we're about half the way to the royal wedding now. Yeah, almost we're half the way through our run. Yeah, limited run this series. At the Ooh. end of this episode, we'll be halfway through. That's what you've got to look so forward to. It's only 16 and 17 episodes. We haven't decided yet, but ooh, they're going to be good ones. Anyway, um, so halfway there, we've actually going to have to do some imp- like important updates on stories we've covered before so far on the podcast. And the first one I'm going to tackle is some spongy news. It's the wedding cake. We now have an official wedding cake supplier, and we have an official recipe for the wedding cake. And it's not what we said already. They've kicked us in the arse. <laughs> so I think this was back in episode two, and, you know, this segment could be called Why Deborah Robertson from The Telegraph is Full of Banana Batter. Bread. <laughs> um, so in that episode, we um, featured uh, an article called Why Meghan and Harry's Wedding Banana Cake Would Be So Right For Now or Never, because yeah. it doesn't exist, Deborah. I did want to look up Deborah Robertson continually, because she wrote, she has a real flair for... Um, like the vernacular she uses, like oh. a real interesting turn of phrase. Not for them, this is the opening paragraph, just to remind everyone. Mm. Not for them, apparently, the stiff and sturdy layers of a traditional cake. No, as befits their delightfully informal approach to life, a banana cake is what's called for, eyes to camera. <laughs> um, so the, she was basically oh, interpreting yeah. or elevating the humble banana um, cake to this kind of weird anti-establishment gesture by the new royal company uh, company couple mm. it's banana cake deborah it's just some banana cake you and i both have a lovely bit of banana bread this morning absolutely fantastic uh, baked for us by our colleague which is far, rather nice of her and you know what in that moment i knew that something bad was, it was actually happen. looking back it's like an omen yeah it's like at the beginning of the texas chainsaw massacre she, when that dead armadillo is on the side of the she road she literally gave me the last piece as if to say you'll not see the the like of this again um <laughs> so yeah De- deborah De- deborah pun deborah robertson the pundit from the telegraph specializes in is an effing liar it's a bloody liar um so switching over to a new source sky sky but Sky on the Murdoch website don't Clive. have authors. This is written by the the, like, ent- the entity that is Sky. They're like Edge magazine. <laughs> so it was Skynet. This is just, yeah. This is Prince Harry and Meghan Markle's wedding cake will be made by the owner of a hipster bakery in Hackney. Oh, bloody hipsters, eh? I think you I know. live in the borough of Hackney. Um, Kens- Do I? I don't know. So Kensington Palace announced today that Miss Markle and Prince Harry chose American baker, mm. Claire Patak. How are you spelling that? P-T-A-K. That's a good name. That's uh, like someone's just head by the keyboard. That's like my name. Claire Patak. I like it. That's how you spell it. Just Patak. Yep. It's a forceful name um, to create their wedding cake, which will be, drum roll please. Oh. Uh, just hit your beer. Is that too uh, slow? That sounds a bit well, like Tarzan. Yeah, it's weird. 
That's the beginning of 2001. Um, will be lemon and elderflower. Wow. It sounds minging. Sour and sweet. It sounds absolutely minging. Made the salted caramel of boring cakes. The thing is, I I love a lemon drizzle cake. Lemon drizzle is one of my absolute faves. Elderflower, every time I've had it, I think it's horrible. Oh, elderflower cordial. If you're eating that, <laughs> then you're drinking things wrong. <laughs> Um, so she was commissioned to like bring to life the bright flavours of spring. Lemon? The bright flavours of spring. Lemon's a summer flavour, I'm putting it out there. So if you knew Megan's previous work, you might have been able to predict, unlike Deborah Robertson, that Miss Patak was going to be the baker of this um, wedding cake because Miss Markle previously interviewed her when she ran her own lifestyle website, thetig.com, which she shut down once she got together with Harry. Just like she did with her Instagram account, all social media had to be shut down. I'm going to cook her uh, chicken adobo at some point. I might record the process. Um, The lemon and elderflower cake will be covered in buttercream and decorated with fresh flowers. So it's not even drizzled. Fresh flowers as well. I know you can have some fresh flowers in salads, but... Like, it, it's what, getting little, worse. It's getting worse. Little lavender bits. It's going to be such a, a floral, fragrant cake. Yeah, you're going to be a smell it a mile away. Um, <laughs> we coming down in the carriage, getting a real whiff of it down <laughs> Windsor Street. It's very botanical. Um, What's that smell? Is that flowers or the ring of steel? Well, I, lo- I looked up um, elderflower, and medieval herbalists used to use the roots as a diuretic, Ooh. the bark to hasten labour, yep, and the berries to soothe piles. So it's a, it's a multi-use cake. It's a real um, undercarriage cake, isn't it? For me, it? those are the three stages of any successful um, marriage. That cake's going to keep you... <laughs> wedding day, even. <laughs> <laughs> that cake's going to keep you going. Yeah, but also, you know, um, it's kind of a tradition with wedding cakes to, like, save a slice. Mm. And you just keep it forever, I guess. Yes, disgusting. Um, brewed elderbark also makes it an excellent medicine for mothers after childbirth to soothe pain and replenish energy. Well, so you reckon they're just going to stick a big bit of bark in it and she'll I chew on it later? Well, just like when she, you know, yeah, have a bit of this. On the inevitable Forward happens. thinking. Um, I Just completely speculative. What's the first Harry Meghan baby going to be called? Um, Elderflower. <laughs> I was going to go Piles. With Edward. Piles sounds like a really posh Piles. name. Hello, I'm Piles. This is my friend Rollo. <laughs> Rollo really Hello, sticks I'm in my Piles. Head, this is my brother Royd. Royd. <laughs> Royd and Piles. Royd and Piles. That sounds like a comedy duo. Yeah. The first royal comedy duo. My uncomfortable royal children. <laughs> uh, so the Kensington Palace, as uh, befits this cut of occasion, issued a very touching statement about this cake. About Patak. Um, they said, Harry and Mrs. Markle, or Ms. Markle, were very much looking forward to sharing this cake with their wedding guests. Somebody's just bashed that out, aren't they? No one's looking forward to a wedding cake. Um, conversely, floral one. Conversely, Miss Patak was absolutely bloody delighted. I can't tell you how delighted I am to be chosen to make Prince Harry and Miss Markle's wedding cake. Yeah, because your business is going to shoot through the roof. Yeah, she's out. Knowing that they really share the same values as I do about pro- food provenance, sustainability, seasonality, and most importantly, flavour, makes this the most exciting event to be a part of. What boring. Cake's meant to be the like stodgy fun. 
and you've ruined it by making it about does she know that you can make a, does she know with a light edition of some M&Ms or Smarties you can make it look like a caterpillar did she know if she turned the buttercream blue it would taste significantly better <laughs> even though it doesn't when I was seven I had a birthday cake in the shape of Mr Blobby sitting on a big armchair the armchair was also cake I had <laughs> just a road once it was just a big loop the loop road like a figure eight road and it was grey like tarmac and it was the best cake I've ever eaten in my life. Imagine if the um, there were actual cars on. Imagine they got like Cake Boss on, or like some of those like lewd cakes. But <laughs> lewd cakes. I don't mind the drug that he takes in Wall, yeah, yeah. Wall Street. <laughs> it's a big Quite giant lewd. Everyone's half asleep. <laughs> Queens is shuffling on the floor on her as face. the bacon comes out at the end. <laughs> Just everyone's absolutely but she's going absolutely wild. Absolutely delighted. So her bakery is um, located in East London. Oh, that's not um, my power at all. Cupcakes start at £1.50. That's actually not bad wedding for a cake, yeah, cupcake I don't think place. So. And wedding cakes are taken on request. Now, if you go to our website, you can get a full menu, uh, a place called Violet. And for weddings, we recommend either our vanilla, chocolate, carrot, lemon, or co- coconut cream cake finished with super deluxe oh. satiny Swiss meringue buttercream icing covered on the top and sides of a tier cake. Every no. single one of those sounds better than lemon and elderflower. I know. What would you add? Coconut cream. Coconut cream. I'm a big coconut yeah. fan. Carrot cake, mate. Oh, well, actually, yeah, now that I think about it, that is my favourite cake. Yeah, but like, still, it is a bit more unorthodox. Remember that Kate and William still went with a boring fruit cake. It's non, so it's it is non-traditional. They've lived up to their name. It's just also non-traditional in that it won't taste good. <laughs> that is very, like, I find that very unorthodox when it comes to food. Minging. Yeah, absolutely um, grotesque. The, the menu is quite extensive on Violet's, and they also do hampers. They do hampers for newborn babies. So, what? New baby hamper. This hamper is the perfect gift for parents and their new child. Hamper includes a whole seasonal quiche. Oh, yeah, the favourite of a newborn. <laughs> you can just, like, rest it on top. Blend that up. Um, seasonal salad leaves with vinaigrette, comp cheese, toasted almonds, and it comes in a wooden crate. <laughs> <laughs> Tied with cellophane and a satin ribbon. 100 quid, that. 100 quid. So nothing for the baby. Cornichon. <laughs> Baby love cornichons. <laughs> I I would love a cornichon if when I was a child. I thought he said cornichon for a second. I was like, um, certainly not. Um, cheesy poppy seed biscuits. I mean, could, just because it says cheesy doesn't mean it's creamy. Little baby could gum one of them. I don't think so. Um, Do you know how babies a seasonal work? love cake? Excuse me, a seasonal love cake. Seasonal love cake. Uh, it's like that cake with a big hole in the middle. The last thing that's in the hamper. A few. Perfect pieces of fruit. Uh, How what? much is that? Sorry, I glossed over that. Let me just read the last this few is, things so you can get this in context. This is the £100 hamper. It's a £100 hamper. Right, I'll go through it all, actually. So I like it when we back. read things and then suddenly go, what? That, that's <laughs> mad. Okay, the hamper for a newborn baby to celebrate a newborn child. Mm-hmm. So they could get this at a later date. Yeah, no, get it on pre-order. A whole seasonal quiche. Seasonal salad leaves with vinaigrette. I like, sorry, I just want to point out, a whole seasonal quiche, as if the implication of a quiche is you only ever get a bit. Mm. A quiche is a whole object. You get a slice of quiche. It may implies it's big. Seasonal salad leaves with vinaigrette. Olives. Cornichon. Comte. Is it Comte or Comte? I don't know. Cheese. There's no accent on the E. Boisson. R- rosemary toasted almonds. Oh, don't get me started on boisson. Um, uh, yeah, I know you love it. Cheesy poppy seed biscuits. 
Yeah. I do love Boy Sand. I was gonna say- it's like when we went to the, <laughs> okay, it's like when we went to the IMAX scene and Last Jedi. No, and the Boy Sand ad, but- ad came on and there was a Boy Sand that I saw that was the size of two double-decker buses. It's unbelievable. That's like- and it sounded amazing. <laughs> I I quite happily accept that as the afterlife of me just running in it into it full pelt every morning. You'd quite happily watch a whole movie of Borsan. Yeah, or I'd like you know, like in it, it's like a spiral of the herbs. Yes, I'd like to slowly insert myself at the beginning of the spiral and slowly roll my way down in it. We're talking fully bodily, not yeah, penilely. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, no, it's giant. It's the size as it was on the IMAX. Because those bits of spices in a giant one. I'm, ass- I'm, I'm assuming the spices themselves are like the size of a man. <laughs> Just huge oregano flakes. You've applied a Honey, I Shrunk the Kids logic to this I was not anticipating. And enjoy? Very much. Yeah. Um, cheesy poppy seed biscuits. They sound good. A seasonal loaf cake. What's it, what is that? I guess it depends what kind of what season you're getting it in. Oh, yeah. A bag of mini coconut mar- macaroons. Good. And a few perfect pieces of fruit. Perfect. At the height of their season. Oh. Again, it's all about seasonality. And that comes in a big wooden apple crate. A big old crate full of raspberries. So, yeah, there you go. That is Violet's Bakery. And that's run by... Um, a person who does not care for babies. Like, I'm sure it is lovely. Patak, I'd love for you to send us free cakes. I'm not going to kowtow and say that I think your hampers are good. She also has a market soul at Broadway Market, East London. Oh, so go check her out. There. That's not far from us. Yeah, we should do that. She's been running it since 2010. Patak, I feel like let's all sl- go up. Patak, Patak, Patak. Give us a <laughs> macaroon. Give us a, a, a cheesy pop. Give us a biscuit. <laughs> Give, give us a tea. I can't go to a woman in Broadway Market and say, give us a cornichon. Give me a cornichon. Like some kind of middle class hoodlum. That would be amazing. I love a cornichon. Do you think I'm ever going back to Blackburn after doing that? <laughs> well, even you just talking about that hamper has probably barred you for a little bit. Yeah. Walls are up. The ring of steel's up. <laughs> uh, is that the cake section That is over? the cake section done. I've got two important updates. The first update... Um, now, I peek behind the curtain, I was upset to discover, before we began recording, that Krupa already knew what this was, but perhaps you, the listener, do not, and we'll talk about the context of it slightly later. Uh, this comes from a press release, uh, and it re- it's an update to the Perks episode, where, in particular, you talked about the elements of the wedding that, um, like merchandise and stuff that mm. we could could benefit from because it's now being made, which included the... Um, whiskey that you can get the, the market pod. If you, if you get in whiskey, early, you get that. The Wind's Not Brew, was that part of that? No, yeah. that was last week. Yeah. That was the parties. Yeah, but yeah. It's a, it, that was an update in and of itself. What you missed out, Daniel, was that the Crown Jewels Company is honouring the wedding of Prince Harry and Ms. Meghan Markle with heirloom-quality musical condoms. <laughs> er, well, it's a... <clears throat> okay. Heirloom-quality musical condoms there's a lot of qualifiers that i'm very interested to learn about and now you will learn about them too crown jewels of london leading suppliers of heritage condoms unveils a sumptuous new love sheath commemorating the wedding of prince harry to Ms. margan markle <laughs> i thought i was doing really well then <laughs> i got really excited about my own voice as befits a royal wedding, the master craftsmen at Crown Jewels have created a souvenir condom of unrivaled luxury. 
These artisan-style sheaths are tailored to a regal fit before being drizzled with lube and individually sorry my family and individually packed for freshness these are condoms fit for a prince (laughs) should you really be using the phrase individually packed for freshness when referring to a condom i mean they always are i've never seen a loose pack of condoms i've never bought some i was thinking more about what you do with it well yeah Mm. but you want them to be fresh yeah i don't want them to have touched the air Imagine buying like a little, um, like a birthday balloons sort of packet, like a loose packet of just, you know, that. Well, it's like, yeah, that's, well, that's, the de- that's what happens with balloons, just end up shriveled and moist behind the sofa. Oh, I see. I thought you meant that was what they, like condoms became, were recycled <laughs> into. <clears throat> Presented in a handsome souvenir case, Crown Jewels has created a world first. As the lid is opened... The box plays an exclusive musical arrangement of God Save the Queen and the Star Spangled Banner. <laughs> I love the way they dress that, because I assume it's like um, those birthday cards that you just open up and it goes... Maybe? I don't know. It's not like a music box. That would be... I mean, yeah, they're £10 a box. It can't be. Unless mechanisation has become very You don't know what tune it's going to play? It's an exclusive musical arrangement of God Save the Queen and the Star Spangled Banner. Wow. It's a mashup. Mashup. Mm. Mashup. <laughs> That's that the, what it says before it, doing it? <laughs> Yeah. A commemorative portrait of the royal couple, crafted by acclaimed Romanian artist Jacques Valentin, adds further. <laughs> <laughs> Jacques Valentin. See. I really wanted to do that without laughing because I loved saying it. <laughs> crafted by a. <laughs> Crafted by acclaimed Romanian artist Jack Valentin, adds further delight to this remarkable royal wedding souvenir. What they don't point out, that's a pop-up. When you open it, that's a pop-up image. It's amazing. Appropriately. Yeah, actually, that really works. Given the desirability of commemorative condoms and the risk of counterfeits, these limited edition packs include a signed certificate of authenticity, guaranteeing the item's provenance and authenticity. (laughs) By you, Jack. Uh, by Hugh Pomfret, spokesman for Crown Jewels Heritage Condoms, <clears throat> who incidentally said of the launch, Like a royal wedding, our luxurious sheaths are a celebration of love. We proudly stand with our American cousins to toast the happy couple and say to lovers everywhere, Your prince will come. <laughs> hey, is he, wait, again. Is, he, is he trying to do something there? No, he's just saying you'll get oh, a yeah, prince. Yeah. Again, sorry, family. Already commemorative condoms for the wedding of the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge. So they have been made previously for oh, okay. Kate and Wills. They haven't just been repackaged. Up. They must have had a Prince of Willie's joke in there. <laughs> for the wedding of the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge, a commanding auction prices in excess of £100. Crown Jewels condoms are therefore not simply a patriotic indulgence, but a shrewd investment opportunity. <laughs> They've thought of every angle. Hugh Pomfret. I don't want to put... I'm not saying this lightly. I think he's a genius. Condoms are available to pre-order exclusively from www.crownjewelscondoms.co.uk. Priced £10. And um, so what we need to cover is the fact that I had found this completely by accident and gotten so excited about saying all this to you. Just before we came on... Yeah, I will. I... I I've ordered some this afternoon. <laughs> I've already pre-ordered some. Hugh Pomfret himself 
had tweeted us. But I pre-ordered them before he'd even tweeted us. Amazing. Like, the sheer brilliant confluence of events. You pre-ordered some. Hugh Pomfret's tweeted us. I found this by accident. We deserve Crown Jewels We've both come to this naturally. Um, Do you want to know more about Crown Jewels, the company? Absolutely. I went on their website. It's actually very pleasantly put together. It's very fetching. It's better than... um, It's not as... Well, it's on par with Ken Elisa's... uh, Lord Lieutenant website. Yep. But it's way better than, like, most, like, worshipful company, companies. Nothing on them. Here we go. Should I keep doing the voice? Yeah, absolutely. I like the voice. Absolutely. Established in London, England's historic capital, Crown Jewels is the world's preeminent supplier of souvenir-grade heirloom prophylactics. <laughs> Fuck, they're good. Heirloom is a such an interesting word, because I think everyone at some point... Like, has found an old condom. <laughs> like, in a drawer when they shouldn't have done. <clears throat> Yeah. Um, and it also implies that... I think we've even done this riff before, but can you imagine passing this on? Yeah. To, like, a grandson. And also, th- again, the irony is a condom stops you passing stuff upon. Very interesting. Get that in your copy. <laughs> <laughs> Unlike VD, you can pass these down. <laughs> oh, it is in their copy. No. I'm just very good. England boasts some of the finest lovemaking in the world. Almost certainly not true. Have you seen how much we drink? <laughs> With a tradition of coitus going back generations. Well, all, all generations. Uh, like every single co- country in the world. Yeah, I reckon. I think most has a tradition of, of coitus. Love, I think most countries have a tradition of successful lovemaking. Is coitus the same as uh, procreation? Is coitus specifically recreational? Oh, I think it's... Um, yeah. We should look that coitus up. Coitus interruptus. <laughs> its empire might have gone, but the British method remains a byword of intercourse. What's Sorry, I've, I've said that wrong. Remains a byword for intercourse <laughs> of the very highest calibre. The British, the British me- method. method. Never heard of it. Which that, perhaps says a lot about me. <laughs> my first thought with the British method is just grateful. Yeah, just, oh, just God. Thank God. Oh, bloody hell. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Look, uh, we'll talk about it later. I I'm just so- need some time alone. <laughs> <laughs> Honouring this tradition, Crown Jewels is dedicated to furnishing the finest English prophylactics to gentlemen and ladies of quality. Using only the finest lubricatory unction, and with each condom individually wrapped for freshness, Crown Jewels promises a royal union of pleasure and style. Now... Let's just cover the actual product we're talking about here. The Crown Jewels, Heritage Condoms, um, Royal Souvenir Wedding, Meghan and Harry Edition. Okay. So I'm Ooh. not covering Prince and Prince Wills, um, but this is a picture. They've, got, they've done a very good job of their advertising. Like the rest of this, I'm very impressed with them. Like one of the shots that they have is <laughs> of a box of these on a, on a silver tray, like a butler would carry. Like for a Rocher. Yeah, like an ambassador would have. Um, so, all the usual, very filigreed style. Um, you get the picture from Jack Valentine on the front, which is um, quite an odd sort of... You know when um, caricaturists by the beach, next to their caricatures, have like realistic pictures, yep, but they always yeah. look slightly wrong? Yep. It's like one of them. It's like um, Hugh Jackman in The Prestige when he's playing that When he plays Root, yeah. <laughs> oh, it was only a matter of time till we talked about The Prestige on this podcast. Oh, strap yourself in, everyone. Uh, that's coming back. Um, now, 
We've got that picture. Uh, this is the, uh, it says on the front, the only condoms in the world play an exclusive arrangement of God Save the Queen and the Star Spangled Banner. It's a, it's a big claim, but probably true. Should have TM'd it, guys. Should have TM'd it. Uh, and it says on the back, in um, cursive letters, lie back and think of England. It's good, that. Crown Jewels of London, preeminent preeminent. We've said all of this stuff. Sumptuous latex, delightfully lubed, stylish and comfortable. Which, like, all of this implies that these are going to be sold in shops, but I don't think they are. I think you can only get them online. I might be wrong. Hugh, get in touch. Um, Now, there are two important things we need to talk about. And I'm afraid to say I'm not as impressed by this. Two things. Actually, three because it says you can't bin them. <laughs> There's what? a little picture of a bin with a cross through it. Is that on most condoms? What do you do with them? Don't know. Well, I'm unimpressed. Oh, if that's on all condoms... I, I was going to tell a story then. That's too disgusting. Oh, uh, tell me later. Um, if that's on all condoms, then I'm just unimpressed with all condoms. That's not their fault. Right. Here's two things I'm not impressed by. The small print. Crown Jewels Heritage Prophylactics are not supplied to or approved by Prince Harry, Meghan Markle, or any other member of the royal family. That's BS. Test them. I want to know whether they like them. Because maybe they do have... Are there very posh condoms for posh people? That's a really good question. Because like, you know like there's certain brands yeah. that I guess transcend class. Because I know there's, there's ones... Maybe in yeah. America you get ones that are like famously uh, uh, for the bigger man. Yep. Right? But you don't generally get like... Footlong. You, you don't get... Uh, Subway. You don't get the... You don't get ones that are like we're the best, with a with a oh, the premium with a with a Wall Street condom, <laughs> with a Mar-a-Lago condom. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'd be interested to know about that. This is the bit that I'm really unimpressed by, and I'm sorry, Crown Jewels, but this is unacceptable. This is a novelty product, not intended for use as a contraceptive. Oh, it should be a condom. When you're selling condoms that are drizzled with lube and fit for a prince, <laughs> they should work. I'm sorry, just to, uh, R&D should need to go back to the lab, the s- disgusting smelling lab that I assume you have there at that's Crown Jewels a, HQ. Oh, that's going to ruin the joke, isn't it? It's no good, is it? Because you give away ten of those. You use one, you keep the three for yeah, the kids. You'll end up with a little piles and roid. Exactly. You, this is... Unimpressive. I'm sorry, Hugh. Hugh, you sent us that out of our, you know, out of interest. We were interested. Fell at the last hurdle. What am I going to do with them now? Exactly. We've got ten pounds of those coming. <laughs> um, we're in trouble. <clears throat> I've got a second second update though. Let's bring the uh, mood up. It won't. It's a bad thing. Um, so remember our security episode. Mm-hmm. Now the things we discussed were very. Good. The Ring of Steel. Mm. The uh, special mat. Yeah, map, map of death. The map of death. Um, DARPA. DARPA. Oh, mm, DARPA. DARPA. Um, all the weaponry. You could uh, kill a man from two kilometres away. All that stuff. I want to be missed. All that stuff. Brilliant. You know what we never actually covered? What? The people doing the security. And I'm sorry to say, oh, no. we've got bad news. Oh, no. Four soldiers from Prince Harry's Royal Wedding Regiment caught snorting cocaine in Weatherspoon's pub. Lads. Lads is the word. Was it coke night? In, well, in spoons. 
Half price. Oh. The mirror. Pound a pint of coke. <laughs> Pound a pint. And a gram. Get it in, boys. <clears throat> so what happens when you support Brexit? Fuck off, where the spoons. The Ministry of Defence <laughs> is investigating... <laughs> <coughs> okay. They don't give us ads, do they? No, not anymore. Nope. The Ministry of Defence is investigating allegations four soldiers from Prince Harry's old regiment were caught snorting cocaine in a Weatherspoon pub. The troops were reportedly caught taking drugs in the toilets of the King and Castle on Tuesday night and kicked out by staff. All were with the Household Cavalry, Harry's former regiment, which is due to guard his upcoming wedding to Meghan Markle. It is claimed. The Prince, 33, joined the Blues and Royals, which I'm assuming is the same as the Household Cavalry, cavalry in 2006. The pub, the King Castle, is just yards away from Windsor Castle, where the wedding will be held in May. I've found out that I have actually eaten in the King and Castle, and let me tell you, I understand. <laughs> you would. The food was bad. Where is this? Uh, it's yards away from Windsor Castle. I've been there. I've eaten there. It was poor. Uh, the beer was warm. Oh. So I understand. I don't, I don't approve. I don't condone. But I understand. <laughs> A senior officer reporting the four to top brass, leading to drug tests. Yeah, sorry, I read that as if I said it wrong, but it was all right. A senior officer reported the four to top brass, leading to drug tests for around, well, they got this wrong. They've written elite 300 soldiers. I think they mean 300 elite soldiers. Hold on, the mirror. I'm having a go at everyone today, aren't I? <laughs> oh, you're quite nervous. Oh, sassy little boy. <laughs> an MOD spokesman told the mirror, we can confirm a number of soldiers were involved in an incident in, in Windsor on Tuesday evening. Uh, which, who knows, maybe it's all 300 elite soldiers were involved. The matter is currently being investigated, and it would be inappropriate to comment further at this time. All those who are found to fall short of the Army's high standards, who are found, or who are found to have committed an offence under the Armed Forces Act, are dealt with administratively, up to and including dismissal, or through the disciplinary process, as applicable. A source told The Sun, the timing could not be worse, so close to the royal wedding, and it's clear that a crackdown was warranted. Now... This is all very interesting. Now, I've done a bit of maths, because I've only got one... If these are the elite soldiers, and they're in the King and Castle, I can only imagine... The cl I think it's the closest pub. Maybe, right. maybe yeah. the second closest pub to mm -hmm. St. George's Chapel in Windsor. The only answer I can give is that this was not flagrant disregard for their duties in the armed forces. Or Weatherspoons. But research. Now, I've looked up... Does cocaine make you run faster? Because I wondered, is this testing out to see how you would do an attack? Is this like a Weatherspoon's Captain America? Does cocaine make you run faster? Now, I've looked this up <clears throat> across multiple websites. The best answer I found with mathematics um, was uh, Yahoo Answers. And the best answer came from Michael E. nine years ago, and it said, yes. Not a doctor. Studies have shown that you can run up to 400% faster while high on cocaine. And the source is that his drug dealer told him. Now, his drug dealer is doing studies. Yeah. The fastest ever human speed is Usain Bolt at 44.72 kilometers per hour. Uh, and the distance from the King Castle pub to St. George's Chapel is 160.934 metres. So, unimpeded on cocaine, how fast... Sorry, unimpeded, how fast could the fastest man alive make it from the door of the King and Castle to St. George's Chapel? And it's that's in 
12.95533094812164 seconds. Now imagine that, 400% faster. Wow. I think that gives you a little clue as to why the Blues and Royal Boys would snort it up a load of bad dust. That's faster than a bullet. That's, well, exactly. And so that means that they're faster than the special laser bullets. They yeah. could out the laser bullets coming at them. They're just running away. They're weaving. 400% faster. Can you even imagine? I mean, it would have to be Usain Bolt on cocaine to make those. But still, your average Joe is getting a, a well, let's bump. Say, let's say most people are getting half to two thirds of what Usain Bolt's doing. Yeah. What if they're wearing a DARPA exoskeleton? We've got to think about everything. A DARPA exoskeleton yeah. on coke. On coke. It's the most terrifying idea. And that's why it's going to be the most watched televised event this year. (laughs) You know that weird thing where on live TV something happens off camera and you catch the cameraman like desperately swinging to it, losing all decorum. Mate. Imagine that from the top of Windsor Castle down to the King and Castle. Watching watching Usain Bolt in an exoskeleton. I'm having that on player cam. Oh, mate. I'd DVR that. Um, Ooh. I think that's it for this half. We'll that's be our back. updates. Yeah, I'm going to go try and figure out how I return two novelty plastic tubes. We were introduced actually by a mutual friend. Welcome back. It's the Windsor Knot, baby. I'm trying out a new aesthetic. Do you think so they'll we, like it? We're going with that? Yeah. We'll get yeah. some air horn it's on the good. top of that. It's good to keep it varied for everyone at home. Exactly. What if... We got halfway through and, I don't know, someone who likes Tim Westwood or Tim Westwood himself are listening. And I like, I liked it. Not enough pizzazz. I've just offered pizzazz in spades. Spades full of pizzazz dug fresh from the pizzazz mines. Can I, can I still be me? You can be you as much as you like, mate. Um, I've got a very lovely email, Joe. Oh, go on. Um, very good. We've got like actually a bumper feedback, feedback section. So, yeah, it's updates... To you. Um, so the first one is from Emily Morrison. Emily Morrison. This is Emily Morrison. I am a listener from New Orleans, Louisiana. Oh, so what place I've always wanted to go. I am also the mother of Benjamin S. Morrison, the American living in Norwich, oh. who sent in a question which you read on March the 7th, 2018 podcast. It's very mum. I like how specific she is. Podcast concerning circumcision of the royal princes. <laughs> Do you think Benjamin knows that this has happened? Um, Well, that's what I thought. I thought, oh, she's caught him out, and this is just like a weird coincidence. But it's actually very lovely. Um, Emily goes on to say, he did not tell me he had sent in the question, so I was very surprised to hear this question being read when I listened to the podcast on Friday evening, being that I referred to him being that I referred him to the podcast and we enjoyed discussing it together via FaceTime chats and texts. Oh my God, I've just got like actual shivers. That's so lovely. Isn't that genuinely lovely? That's so nice. So when we read out his email, we were like, oh, wonder what the S stands for. (laughs) So it stands for... Circumcision, (laughs) but spelt wrong. (laughs) Um, Sorry. Sorry. Sorry, Emily. Um, It is my maiden name, Stickney. <gasps> That's so, brilliant. There we go. We've solved that mystery. Um, I really like uh, surnames as middle names. Yeah, oh, yeah. My brother's middle name is Anderson, and I think it's cool as hell. That sounds really good. Yeah. Mr. Anderson. Mr. Matrix, Anderson. bring that back. Um, she goes on to sell us lots of very specific, very mumsy things about Benjamin's life, which I probably might admit, given that it gives a lot about where he lives and his educational 
career to date. We got any? Um, but I think it's have very we got any clear. Juicy gossips, juice goose. No, he went to Pembroke College in Cambridge. What? Um, All right, lad. He's, um, he's doing history degree. Yeah, he's, he seems like a very smart man, and it's very clear she's very proud of him. Well, why wouldn't you be? But then she gets onto a question. Okay. So, in viewing The Crown and other documentaries about the royal family... Well, Link, I do want to bring up... The Crown's not... The Crown a is a biopic. Yes. A, fictionalized. I've not watched Lightly it. Lightly fictionalized. Maybe it's, maybe it's <laughs> when Queen Elizabeth married, her attendants and bridesmaids were friends and relatives of her own age. However... I was going to talk about this. However, with Princess Diana forward, royal, royal brides no longer seem to have bridesmaids their own age, such as the custom in the US and other countries. Same as here. Mm. But only children. I remember the commentators at Prince William's wedding remarking that it was only because Kate Middleton had one sister, Pippa, that she was having an adult attendant. Otherwise, it would be only children. However, I don't recall the reason why that this was the exception. So she goes on with a bit more, a few more examples, and there's speculation that Meghan might have some adult friends, and maybe not. And she's kind of saying, "Can we pinpoint this tradition? Why does this happen? Or is this a British thing in general?" Mm. Like. I'm not aware of this as a British thing in general. Not a British like, thing. You have, like, flower girls. Yes. Well, yeah, there are kids' positions. But yeah. There are flower girls and... But those are in addition to bridesmaids. Often you get, like, a cute kid usher. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, that And I was under the impression that also um, Queen Elizabeth was unusual for having bridesmaids her own age. I think... She was an anomaly. Yeah, I thought the tradition went back further. So but I might be wrong. Well, have you done research? No, so I haven't yet. But I was going to tee this up. I think it's a lovely email, Emily. Thank you for sending it in. And in a few weeks, we're going to do an episode called History or Traditions. We haven't decided yet. Yes. Where we're going to go delve back into royal history and kind of unpack some of these little peculiarities. I think that's definitely a good one. So you've one kickstarted that. Thank you, Emily. That was actually fantastic. Oh, yeah, it's me. Sorry, I was just happy that Emily had written such nice things. <clears throat> This is from Andrew, or Andy Howell. I knew a Howell. He was a good guy. He's not dead. <laughs> I just haven't spoken to him for a while. Hello! Long-time listener, slash, first-time writer. But when I heard you discussing the worshipful company of information technologists, I knew I must write in. My secondary school in Hertfordshire was trusteed, question mark, by none other than the worshipful company of brewers. Our school crest, that's right, crest, had three barrels on and some hops or something beery. He's included a picture of it. You can't stop doing this voice now. Oh, well, that's just my reading it's voice. It's good. But I like I, it. Sometimes I get deeper and then it becomes crown jewels. Uh, the preeminent <laughs> heirloom prophylactic. <laughs> Hi, I'm Hugh. In our first year, we got to visit Brewers Hall, and every year we would get lined up to take turns meeting the master brewer. Sounds mad. When our time came... <laughs> Sounds like Logan's around now. <laughs> when our time came, we would step up. Never. And he would turn us into brew. That's weird. When our time came, we would step up, never looking them in the eye, and hold out our little hands to be given beer money. <laughs> what? This sounds bad. You weren't allowed to talk or thank them. Just a little nod, and off you went with fresh booze money in your little blazer pocket. One of them might have had a sword, but I might be remembering it wrong. <laughs> The amount given depended on the student's age. Year 8, £1. Year 9, £2. Year 10, £3. Year 11, £4. Year 12, £5. And year 13, six whole pounds. Oh, yeah. yep. Which uh, I have looked up where this school is, um, and it's Potter's Bar. 
which I assume means that a pint is around, I'm going to say between four and five pounds these days. Mm -hmm. So you're not really getting money's worth till year 11. Yeah. Not great. Get half. Get half. Get half of the little ones. Get a little tippy cup. Yeah. I've never thought as myself having attended a weird school, but since meeting other people, I've learned this might not be the case. That's mad. Yeah, that's absolutely amazing. I went, I went to Sweden and sung about a frog. You got to meet a brewer Brewmaster. with a sword. <laughs> Maybe. Gave you I don't know what the other worshipful companies are doing to the nation's children, but I'm sure they can't all be as benevolent as this one. Keep up all the good work, Andy. Andy, your school sounds insane, and I like it a great deal. That's so good. Um... Also, if you started in year eight, that's when I started in a secondary school as well, which means you went to a weird school like me. Ooh. Um, next one is from Tanusha, who's from Hertfordshire. Tanusha? I think... I Lots of Hertfordshire. I'm really sorry if I pronounced that incorrectly. Um, she's 18 years old. I think that's a female name. 18! She's doing her A-levels. Um, Stop being young! Grow up! <laughs> so, when we were talking about parties, I think I was the one who referred to this. I said that um, couples have hag-do's. Oh, yeah, I didn't like that I, term. I think I got this wrong. Oh. This is actually when the bride-to-be has a hen-do, but with all of her male friends, oh. she does not have any female ones, and vice versa. I only know this because my aunt had a hag-do. Oh, okay. So this is... I see. So it's like right. a gender-swapped. Yeah. Stag so or hen-do. I stand corrected. That's good to know. It is good to know. I mean, I still don't like the term. Yeah. It doesn't imply nice things. No, there's nasty connotations around it, I guess. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Could still be fun. Good email. Still be fun, Joe. Of course it would. This is from Owen Hughes. Dear Joe and Dan. You alright with Dan? Dan or Daniel? I, I, I prefer Daniel, but in future I'm not Daniel, gonna, I'm please. Not go, my mum calls me Dan, but I don't I won't yeah. I'm gonna say it on your behalf in future Daniel, or Krupa. please. Krupa's great. Yeah. Call me Scrubs. I thought I would write in and thank you for making my interest in the royal wedding increase from not giving an eighth of a fuck to roughly giving about half a fuck. <laughs> I think that's pretty good. Yeah. What's that? 400% increase as well? It's a mega fuck. That's the cocaine of podcasts. <laughs> I don't know. My, I, my maths is really bad. I have no idea if that is 400%. Seeing as Dan seems to have an underlying love for Megan... Call it underlying. It's over. It's over the table at the moment. Uh, I wanted to propose a scenario in which he was transported back in time to them. Sorry, uh, oh, no, the... I come out very well from that. You do. I wanted to propose a scenario in which he was transported back in time to the moment and location of Harry and Meghan's initial meeting. <laughs> What's playing Ed Sheeran in the background? <laughs> oh, Soho House, twenty. 16. I'm throwing a Twix at him. <laughs> if given this opportunity, what steps would you take to woo the lucky lady, knowing that at any minute Harry could swoop in in a helicopter and whisk her away? Thanks again. Oh, and he says nice things that we don't read out. His name is Grand Duke Owen Hughes. Thanks, Grand Duke. What am I doing? I'm not getting Megan. Oh, with mate. Captain Harry Wales. A, you look like Jeremy Renner. Exactly, that's my point. Good. B, you are, I hate, I, I would dare say you're more intelligent and have more to talk about than Prince Harry. Less of a Nazi. Uh, C, you've watched a lot of TV, not Suits, but I think you would be able to talk about the industry with her in oh, an yeah. interesting way. You'd being be able to connect. Set. You know, yeah. I, I love being on set. You've been on set visits. I've been on set. You've looked at, uh, I've actually know. been fortunate enough in, in this job, in our day job, mm. to be on, to go to quite a few film sets. Mm. You know, my, the main thing I've learned by visiting film sets 
there's a lot of shit to trip over on a film set. Oh, and it's constantly everywhere. in the dark. Yeah. I've fallen over on the set of Hellboy. <laughs> I've fallen over on the set of 47 Ronin. Have you? Yeah. Where was that? 47 Ronin. Um, Pinewood? Not Japan. No, absolutely Awful not. Business. There's a field in Pinewood. Makes sense why that film was not uh, good. I just interrupted you because you would be nice to me. and I couldn't take it. I liked it. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I'd probably just offer a bit of a Twix. Mate, I think, say, you'd, I think you'd you doing? 100% at least charm her. Because I, I think wooing's a very different thing. Yes, it is. It's hard to do that in Soho on the street. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because you wouldn't be in the house. You're not a member. Yeah. So you'd have to be outside just banging on the window. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think you'd I'd absolutely... give her a Malteser teaser bunny. Oh, they're good. They're really good, aren't they? You would make a great impression. Thank Daniel. you, Joe. I'd, I'd try. Um, we're segueing from quite a light-hearted email to a bit more of a serious one, but also a very interesting one. Mm. This is from Natalie. Um, usually your e- she even points this out. Usually your emails are lighthearted, but I wanted to bring attention to something very important about Megan that you haven't mentioned and is unlikely to come up. And there's a reason we've actually talked about this I've away talk- from the podcast. I've talked to Natalie about this, in fact. She came to an event we did. Um, the closest thing to um, my point that I've heard is that the first Japanese response you read in the international episode, mm. that person's attitude is the regular attitude. So this is um, a fairly racist attitude about Megan marrying into the royal family. Yes. If you didn't listen to that episode. And Natalie says, that person's attitude is the regular attitude that I recognize in popular media as subtle as it usually tries to be. Prince Harry and Meghan's love for one another is such a huge statement against that sort of thought process. As a mixed race woman of European and Jamaican heritage, seeing Meghan as a face of the royal family is really something inspiring. Not in the sense that I have aspirations to become a member of the royal family, of course, but in the sense that just by being the person she is, she challenges a lot of stigma in society. Growing up, there were few role models that were brown-skinned, let alone mixed race. And I think that seeing her represent is wonderful. Not to mention she has the credentials to back up her position. Charity work, calligraphy skills, of course. Oh, mate. International relations, <gasps> women's issues, etc. Not just a pretty face. I thought it was a really good email. Uh, Excellent email. Yeah, and when I met Natalie, and by the way, Natalie, we will play Monster Hunter at some point. I promised you that. Uh, we talked about this a lot, and she asked sort of why we hadn't addressed that stuff. And f- obviously foundering a bit, because when you're presented with that, you just go, oh, God, why haven't we? I tried to come up with a reason, and the reason I have in my head is I think it's our place to make fun of people who and and chastise people who have those kind of opinions which we did with that with that person mm. and we have done with the conspiracy theory stuff that we've covered which by the way I've stopped a bit because it is mostly just racist I've found out yeah. it's not very fun the first week when the dog thing happened that's kind of funny nah it's not not very funny most of the time i think it's our place to make fun of and chastise people who do that stuff it's not our place to make statements as to <laughs> white men a, to, to kind of start saying we have something this is this is an important thing and here's why because i i'm not able to yeah say I, that I, I don't have that experience and also i think the other thing was like not to give it more oxygen and not let it infest another platform that doesn't yeah. belong to them i think it's, otherwise we could be talking about that every week exactly it is important enough to talk about every week yeah but we're just giving it more oxygen but to that point natalie has allowed us to talk about it and has done so in a better, a better way than we ever would. So that is fantastic. And thank you very much for that email. Because genuinely, that's wicked. 
and I'm glad we got to say it. Now, on to something way less important, the Suits finale. This is from Daniel White. Dearest liege lord Joe Scrabbles and crown prince Dan Krupa, which I think that means you're much more important than me. That is you the, did podcast, a little eyebrow that is the podcast description that Pete did. Oh, That's the okay. official podcast description. Well then, Pete, we've got some words to have. <laughs> uh, hey, chaps, big, of the, big fan of the pod. Oh, you're saying nice things. Skip that. Because we're British. I was listening to your parties episode, and when you mentioned the Suits finale, I was struck with a thought. Do you think they'll reference the royal nuptials or her engagement in the party? I suspect there will be a line of dialogue with the phrase Prince Charming. I don't watch Suits, but it might be fun as a Windsor Not event. Your humble servant, Daniel White, deferred Prince of Ireland, Rebel and Brigand. <laughs> Which is fantastic. Excellent. I love all of these, by the way. Please keep doing them. Um, Remember to give yourself a title if you write in. As we've talked about before, we don't watch suits. So I have actually no idea. In my day job, I get emails from Netflix telling me what's on Netflix. And all of suits is coming to Netflix. And it's the final season starting now on a weekly basis. So every week you're going to get the new episode of the finale. Is that up to date with the US? I think so, yeah. Like what they did with Breaking Bad. We could do something mental. We could watch all the suits. Mm, no, I'm not going to do that, but I will watch the final episodes. I might episodes. do something mental and watch all the suits. No, you won't. I've got really? Friday off. You're going to watch eight seasons of suits. <laughs> By all means, no, It's not worth it, is it? Let's wa- I, honestly, though, let's watch the final episode. Um, what, out of context? Yeah, let's Wikipedia yeah, it up to yeah, that. Yeah. Well, we've already gone up to date with yeah, what right, Rachel yeah. Zane's up to. Is it Rachel Zane? Yeah. Um, and But I think... There's got to be a cheeky little joke in there. Do you reckon? Yeah. It depends how... I don't know the tone of the show. I th- It's quite silly. That's so much they would break the fourth wall. Though. I don't think they break the fourth wall. I think they'd just be like, ah, oh, princess, as, as she leaves or something. Like, just a silly, <laughs> like... Not in that voice, because that's my voice. I don't know. How do they speak in suits? Hey, how you doing? It's the princess. <laughs> I'm Johnny Suit. <laughs> Enjoy lemon and elderflower. Oh, bang my gavel. You're going to... Marriage! <laughs> That's what they're like in Suits, I reckon. And just to clarify, Joe's never seen an episode Absolutely of never seen one episode of oh, Suits. Oh, let me put on the suit. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> just one suit and they're always turning it on. Oh, Is it like Mr. Ben? I'm stuck in my boxes here. You got the suit on. We need suits and that's the start of the first episode them in the eternal search for a second second suit suit running around new york (laughs) is it set in new york even probably judging by those accents which i think are authentic (laughs) yes i go on the suit (laughs) i don't know where that's papa lazar is yeah (laughs) again we've not seen suits we might give it a go (laughs) um so, if you want to email us, this is how you do it. You do a little email to show at windsornotpod.com. And remember to give yourself some kind of royal title. You don't have or to. Or honorific. If you're sending in really smart things like Natalie, you don't have to. It would undercut you don't it have slightly. To undercut it. it would undercut it slightly. But again, optional. I'm not saying everyone else wasn't smart, by the way. Um, but yeah. You can also follow us at Windsor Not Pod on Twitter. Yes. And remember to review us on iTunes, favourably. Yeah. If you're not going to say something nice, just don't say it at all, all right? Hugo, get in touch about the old uh, condom job. There you go. Pom for it. <laughs> I think that's us for this week. Um, probably see you next week, then. Oh, yeah, hopefully. Bye. Guess to go on the suit. <laughs> <laughs>